Hi there, travelers. I'm Riley. I'm Angelica. I'm Isabella. And this is True Crime International. I, I did that because Riley in the script accidentally hit caps lock instead of A. So my name is literally written as is Bella. <laughs> so <laughs> I couldn't not say it. Riley is the most chaotic script writer. When I'm going through it, I fix your mistakes. It kills me. I don't fix all of them, I but know. there are some that I'm just like, girl. It well, is the I was, worst. I was on the phone with Angel right before we started recording and I had the script pull up pulled up and i looked at it and i noticed that you changed the the monetary value and i was like angel i do not know the difference between euros and pounds i cannot <laughs> tell you and bella does and she just changed in the script well because you put euros and they didn't get on the euro until 2002 and we're talking about the 80s yeah, they were I still on the pound then i don't know that <laughs> but we got to research that stuff because that is that is those are facts those are cold hard facts and if we get that shit wrong if we have irish listeners they're going to be like what do you mean euros in the 80s this doesn't make any sense that's like all the like all the people that are pissed that like um the new cold war video game that came out has an option for non-binary and <laughs> people are like non-binary wasn't a thing in the 80s and people are yeah and zombies were bro like yeah also that's not true like that's that's so dumb um but anyways yes i'm a chaotic script writer because i'm typing so fast i don't care if i'm spelling stuff wrong you know my favorite my favorite mistake you've made um was for the hinder kaifak when you spelled attic a T T I C K. I was like, every time <laughs> because I was thinking of the murder weapon, which was a Matic. Sometimes when I'm writing my scripts, I will get a piece of information wrong in it. Like I'll, I'll misspell an unusual word slightly, or I'll like have the word office when it's supposed to be apartment but i know it and I, i'll say it correctly and whenever that happens Ainge just stares at me like a crazy person she's like what are you doing she's like you said the wrong word <laughs> it's because just like uh nick miller i'm not convinced that i know how to read <laughs> i just may have memorized a lot of words <laughs> he's like am i reading sure. it right <laughs> Am I missing something? Anyway, Riley, where are we traveling to today? Today we're going to Ireland, like uh, Bella already gave away because the pounds and the euros, it happens. But um, it's a case to (laughs) to you. (laughs) Sorry, that was rude. (laughs) Um, It's just a case that um, I find super important and that I'm honestly just really honored to tell. It involves the LGBTQ plus community, which all three of us are members of. So we oh, nice. have our we have our members badge and everything. Um, so the queers um, are we here. Always, <laughs> we always want to make sure that we're bringing attention to these types of cases and especially the outcomes of them because that's where the fucked up shit happens. So when the nu- uh, the number <laughs> the number. <laughs> 
<laughs> so in the summer of 1982. Wait, wait, wait. This, this summer, it really was a number. <laughs> One hell of a bummer. I could go on. I know that's not on the drinking game, but you guys can take a drink for that one. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> In the summer of 1982, uh, there were wait, a series of wait. Sorry. <laughs> oh my god! Started. But but uh, not everyone that listens follow follows us on Instagram. So not everyone knows we made a drinking game for the podcast. So if you want to see the rules, uh, if you just go to our Instagram, we posted it on there. I think it's really funny. Yeah, I if, think it's hilarious. If, if you think we need more rules, like. If you've noticed certain things that we do that aren't on there, just comment it and maybe we'll make a second version. Oh, my mom already had a suggestion. Oh, no. What is it? For you two, because you guys always say literally. Literally. (laughs) I literally always say literally. (laughs) I have to emphasize my point. Duh. Anyways, on a more serious note, in the summer of 1982, no one interrupt me. Honestly. (laughs) Sorry, I just did that to troll you. You can go now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm not even going to say that sentence anymore because... No, I, pro- I, I promise I won't do it again. I was just being a bitch. At this time, there were a series of beatings in a place called Fairview Park in Dublin, Ireland. And Fairview Park at the time was a popular place for gay men to like meet up and meet new partners and stuff, which is why you can probably guess that these were beatings or these beatings were a result of homophobia and part of a plan to, quote, get rid of queers in Fairview Park, which is disgusting in itself. I honestly, I had a hard, (laughs) literally, take a drink. (laughs) I had a hard time reading about this case because of some of these quotes like they're just so messed up like to get rid of the queers oh my god like the hate is just so present in this and it's it's just really fucked up to me because like the lgbtq plus community have literally the amount of space we've been allowed is like so small and exactly the fact that People always try to take what little we have as a community away from us is so fucked up. Like, that's especially, so especially like before this millennium. I mean, in the 80s, yeah, we had the privilege of having much more, but like during this time, that truly was not the case. So, specifically, uh, one man who frequented this park, his name was Declan Flynn, and Declan worked at the airport nearby and he lived just a few blocks away from the park he was known to a few young gay activists because he occasionally helped out at a local resource center for the gay community in dublin but he wasn't super active with the gay rights movement and i would assume that this is because his family actually didn't know that he was gay yeah also at this time the lgbtq community wasn't super organized in general which is Mm -hmm. why perceptions like this existed so heavily in Ireland and why what happened happened. But I'm going to give a a quick history of the LGBTQ rights movement in Ireland. While Ireland's collective attitude towards the LGBTQ... Letters. I know. Hard. Very. Wait, hold on. Do you remember um, at Suburban one time one of the boys was like, wait, I thought Angel was bi. And Bella was like, no, I think you're thinking of me. 
and that was then that was Bella just coming out to all of us. No. I and don't then, think. Like, and then three years later, Angel was like, "Yeah, I'm definitely queer. I got to tell yeah, you." Yeah, well, I've never, I've never identified as bi, and I like. So yeah. I never used labels, but also that was my privilege to make that choice, and mm-hmm. I ended up just picking the label queer for myself later on. Like I very rarely come out to people. I'm just like, I feel like people just, I don't need to. Also, I don't, I don't <laughs> but, think that like I personally, for some people it's, it's, I mean, it's obviously your right to choose if and when you yeah. want to come out, but I don't think it's something that needs to be announced per se, sure. it, yeah. at least in my life. Like yeah. I didn't really feel the need to like, sit down my friends and be like hey i'm bi because at some point they already knew and i feel like who cares anyways like my friends aren't going to care if i one day bring home a girl which i probably won't because i'm very in love with my boyfriend (laughs) but yeah but um like i just don't think that would really change anything in my life which i'm very fortunate and very privileged to have that experience but like you're saying angel you were just like you're just like yeah that's me I I, i just think everyone's hot Honestly, yeah, that's, exactly. that's the thing is like Ooh. people are beautiful. I don't care what's between their legs. I just if you're hot, I'm going to I'm going to acknowledge that. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm the same way. I never felt the need to announce my sexuality to anyone. It's something that I will just kind of talk about casually. To me, my sexuality isn't a huge part of my personal identity. I take a lot more like my personal identity is more defined by my having an international family and loving travel and stuff. And my sexuality just kind of, for me, takes a back seat. I don't really care that much about it. Mm-hmm. And so there have been people in my life that didn't know until I just like mentioned it. And they were like, oh, you're bi? Yeah. All right. <laughs> that happens to me too. I'll post something like on my story or something and I get a message and they're like, I didn't know you were bi. And I'm like, yeah, I just... I just and I didn't really announce it or anything. <laughs> I never like came out, quote unquote. Yeah, I just, me either. You know, if it comes up in conversation, it comes up in conversation. I'm not I mean, gonna. Bella, you came out to me in a very, very sweet handwritten note in high school. <laughs> Did Aww. I? Yes. In your Edward Cullen handwritten yes. note, <laughs> and then a couple weeks later, that should have been every. That should have been everyone's first. A couple first weeks clue. later, you came up to me and you were like, "By the way, my mom knows." She knows everything. <laughs> it was so cute. Why don't I remember this? <laughs> it was in while we were in Mrs. Whitehead's class. So I don't know why I don't remember this. <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> I have cute. no memory of this whatsoever. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you think I would? That might be the only time I formally came out to anybody. I don't even remember telling my mom. <laughs> I don't even know that she full that it fully clicks in her head because I just don't really talk about it. And it's all because I'm ashamed. Yeah. I will I very openly talk about when I when I see a hot girl. Yeah. I'm oh, gonna mention sure. it. I'm gonna say something. Why would I not point it out? Exactly. Like any beautiful person is just like, damn, good job. Yeah. Good genes. Good genes. Congratulations. <laughs> nice genes. Whenever Congratulations anyone... on your gorgeous face. Speaking of genes, like this is when anyone ever like tells me I'm pretty or something, I can't take a compliment. Just can't do it. I'm oh, me just, neither. I literally say, I'll thank my mom and dad for you. And then they're like, uh, oh, okay. 
Worst yeah. <laughs> we are. I can't move. <laughs> I can't take a compliment either, and I think it's probably one of my worst British traits. It's like a, it's a very British thing. If someone gives you a compliment, you just like freeze up, and it's just like no, <laughs> you can't say that to me. It's just another chaotic trait for me. One of many for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, let's get back to work. While Ireland's collective attitude towards the LGBTQ community is considered to be among the most liberal and accepting in the world today. I mean, it was the first country in the world to legalize same-sex marriage by popular vote. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't always like that. Remember, Ireland is a heavily Catholic country. And, and the you know Catholic, what Catholic means. <laughs> the Catholic Church doesn't exactly have the best track record with treating the LGBTQ community particularly well. But I do want to say that in modern Catholicism, in my experience living in a heavily Catholic country... I Because I don't live in a big city in Spain. I live in a small, traditional town. And I thought that going there, Catholicism would reign super heavy and, you know, it wouldn't be super accepting of the LGBTQ community or anything like that. But honestly, they just don't care. They're just so chill. Yeah. Um, but I, no, think it, I think it also depends on the person. Like, I was raised in a heavily, heavily Catholic family. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely had some experiences that <laughs> contradict that, but oh, I think definitely. it's I think it's a part of the culture and a part of the religion. Definitely, like it's it's definitely not universal that all Catholics no. are accepting of this now. But I I think not at all. I think we should give a lot more credit to Catholicism these days because a lot of people are totally. Like, I'd say most Catholics are probably fine with it. It's just the ones that are not scream louder than the rest. Yeah. Also, the Pope is dope. I know, right? Literally? If the Pope says Wait. it, if the, like, it's the Pope. It's the Pope. And he says atheists are cool. And I'm like, thank you. When right? when, thank you. when I was in Italy, I actually, like, um, I don't know how often he does this, but it was special. Um, he, like, came out in his little window in the building and he, he, blessed, <laughs> he blessed the square. So I've been blessed by the Pope. That's amazing. I think I would fangirl and I'm not even Catholic. Yeah, I was really excited. <laughs> I think we recorded it, um, but I'm. it hasn't so far done me much good. Or maybe it has and I'm even less chaotic than I could be. <laughs> I mean, remember what you were like in middle school? No, I was a cunt. That's different than chaos. <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs> uh, like, I was raised, I was raised pretty much atheist, like... My parents didn't say they were atheists until I was like, yeah, I'm atheist. And they were like, yeah, I think we ought to. I was just raised without religion. And I'm mm-hmm. definitely atheist. But I, I would totally fangirl if I was blessed by the Pope. It was oh my really God. cool. <laughs> see, by that's, this, see, by that's this what's... Pope. Yes. Yes. It was this Pope. So. Well, that's what's cool about um, our little friend group that we have as well. Like Angel's Jewish. I was raised Catholic. I would not consider myself Catholic anymore. I'm pretty agnostic. But yeah, I would consider I would myself atheist. But... I would consider myself like Jewish agnostic because yeah, the cultural side of Judaism is really important to me and some of their more religious values too. But I don't, um, I'm not a prophet, so I couldn't tell you what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm very happy that the uh, Irish community was like so evolved. 
Yeah, so... Well, it is now, least, but it yeah. wasn't when this happened, unfortunately. Yeah, so actually, in Ireland, homosexuality was illegal until 1993. Think about that, that's Which crazy. Which is why the case went the way it did, but... And that's, um, keep going. that's fucked, because, like, you can't just say someone's illegal. Like, fuck off, right? bro. Okay, here's, mm. here's the thing, here's the thing. It wasn't illegal to be... This was the this was the semantics they used to justify the law for how long they did. It wasn't illegal to be gay. It was illegal to do gay things. Yeah, sodomy. <laughs> you can fuck right off. Yeah, it was illegal to oh, do gay. Oh, do you but know you can be gay? Just don't do gay. My my <laughs> favorite little fuck up of all like anti anti sodomy laws are women. <laughs> women. <laughs> Spoiler, you do not need penetration to have sex. Uh, the government really stupid. Real good loophole for women, honestly. <laughs> but I mean, think about that. In 22 years, homosexuality went from being illegal to being so accepted by the country that same-sex marriage was legalized through popular vote. Mm-hmm. That's an insane turnaround. And in 2018, the government actually they formally apologized to the LGBTQ community because of the discrimination that they had faced at the hands of the government. Could you imagine? I, I can't. I can't wrap my head around that. The U.S. would never, never, never. Not the current U.S. Nope. <laughs> nope. Maybe a distant U.S., but the one we have now definitely would not. No. But that's definitely an extraordinary statement. Yeah. It doesn't make up for it, but at least no. but I mean, what other it, yeah. what other country has apologized to their LGBTQ community? I like we got to give credit where credits due. Exactly. Oh, yeah. It's important to hold yourself accountable when you. And do I think they have. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, like I said, homosexuality was illegal until 1993. It became officially illegal in 1861 under the Offenses Against the Persons Act, which referred to homosexuality, a homosexuality, <laughs> which referred to homosexuality as quote buggery, and made it an offense punishable by prison time. I don't know why, but buggery is just—it's really funny. Buggery, to me. yeah. <laughs> and what I have to say to that is, bugger off. Bugger Today right is a off. Word play day for me. Apparently. One time I said bugger off, um, or I, I think I think I just said bugger, and I was uh, with my 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 grandmother who is she she does not swear and she doesn't like any swearing, and I said bugger and I got in a lot of trouble, but then like <laughs> bugger yeah she was like Isabella you shouldn't say things like that, but then like two days later she was in the garage this was so this is in England they've always lived in England and. Um, the garage is detached from the house and I was in the yard in between. So she didn't know I was there. And she got really mad at my granddad for whatever reason. I don't know what he did wrong. And she threw a couple of cups at him and uh, said, oh, shit. Like she was so mad. And she walked out and I was just like, man, that's a bad word. Man. <laughs> you shouldn't be saying that. You got her. You got her ass. I know. It was a good moment. It wasn't until 1977 that the law was officially challenged in court by an awesome guy named David Norris. At this point, he was an English professor at a university in Dublin, which, of course, he's an English professor or was an English professor. <laughs> Who doesn't love English professors? Yeah. 
I don't know if I really had money, but so attracted to so many of my English professors just based on personality. I've had like one English professor and she was like a high school teacher and then she got bored and then she went and got another degree and worked in the fashion industry and then got bored again and went back and got her doctorate and then became a professor. And I was like, I love what (laughs) she was awesome. Though he wasn't successful in decriminalizing homosexuality in 77, he didn't give up, and he was the guy, along with two awesome ladies, who both became prime minister separately. Hell yeah. They were the ones that got it decriminalized in 1993. Yeah, they did. What this challenge did do in 1977 was start the national conversation around LGBTQ rights, and it was quite the heated debate. Remember Catholicism. That heated debate led to an uptick in violent crime against LGBTQ people, which is where Declan comes in. So on the night of September 9th, 1982, Declan and his friend went to Donnie Carney, which was a local pub. And then around 11.45 p.m., they left and they talked for a while. And then Declan walked home through Fairview Park. Like I said, he frequented it and like he was walking home, but like, he was also open to other things. Yeah. I mean, it, he didn't, he was just letting the night take him where it went. He's just living his life. Yep. At 1.48 a.m., the local fire brigade was called because someone had found Declan. He had been badly beaten in the head and they thought that he had died from blunt force trauma, but it was determined later that he had actually died from asphyxiation due to large amounts of blood in his lungs. The police originally thought that he had been a victim of robbery because he had no wallet or ID on him, but five days later, they arrested a group of five teens and charged them with Declan's murder. These teens were Tony Mayer, 19, Robert Armstrong, 18, Patrick Cavanaugh, 18, Colm Donovan, 17, and a 14-year-old boy whose name was not released. I'm like... I was silent when you, like, said how Declan died. Just because I'm... It takes a minute to, uh, like, come to terms with. Because, you know, when people asphyxiate due to, like, blood being in your lungs, it's, like, it just shows that he was, like, he was literally beaten to death. And Mm -hmm. that is just... The amount of hatred and anger that goes into that is just disgusting. Like, well, one of the guys um, had said, Tony had said that right before they left, they could see blood like pouring out of Declan's mouth. And I mean, that's never a good sign in itself. But to to beat someone to the point where they have blood, like not just a little blood in their mouth, like pumping out of their mouth is so disgusting and so disturbing that you could ever want to do that to a person based on anything. who they are. Yeah. Yeah. Based on yeah. anything in general, but like based on something as small as their sexuality. So when they took these guys in, the 14 year old had said that he had gone to visit a friend that night. And on his way back, he was riding his bike through the park when he came across the gang of guys that he knew. So they all kind of lived in the same area of the town, like in the same I don't think they were all in the same building, but in the same area of apartments or flats. Sorry. That's okay. (laughs) It was very sudden. And one of the guys said to him, quote, hide behind a tree. We are going to bash a queer. 
end quote, which it uh, like it like hits me in the heart when I read that. I hate like I who hate the that. fuck like what kind of monster do you have to be to go out with a group of friends and like mm-hmm. plan that like that's yep. what you're going to do with your night. Fuck you. Like I said before, they were um, a group of guys who were who had a plan to, quote, get rid of queers in Fairview Park. This was a regular thing that they did. It wasn't just a sudden decision. I know. No, this had been going on for a while. And so the 14 year old then went on to say that the guys lured Declan to his death by having one of them, Kavanaugh, sit on a bench by himself with a come on look like a come like a, you know like with the eyes while the rest of them hid in the tree line with sticks that they had found in their hands. Declan sat down on the bench next to Kavanaugh and something happened that caused like a small scuffle between them. I'm sure like Declan did something, you know, Kavanaugh reacted and then Kavanaugh shouted, quote, get the bastard. Declan was able to get up and run, but he, and he had almost made it to the gate of the park where there was a bar or a pub open right across the street, but he got tripped up and the group of guys was unfortunately or were unfortunately able to catch up to him. And I didn't write this down, but um, a lot of their beating kind of focused on his head. And that's why originally they thought it was blunt force trauma. Um, But there was also some kicking, which would explain, you know, damage to his lungs and why he had blood in his lungs. So for an article written in 1983, the author, Maggie O'Kane, was able to interview each of the boys about the night of and the days following the murder. Um, She wrote this article at the end of the trial. Um, And specifically, she talked with Tony Mayer a lot. And Tony said that they hadn't intended to kill Declan that night, Um, which either way, don't don't beat people up. And like, even if you don't intend to kill them. Like, it's still fucked up either way. It's not okay no matter what the intention was. No. And he said that all of the guys were, like, really shaken up about it and, like, quietly freaking out about it in their own ways because they hadn't... I don't know. I don't know. Oh, boo-hoo. They were so shaken because of the consequences of their own actions, their own conscious actions. Yeah, I have no sympathy for them. Like, I don't care if they were shaken up or freaking out. It's, It's a hate crime. And a hate crime is a hate crime. And I'm just relaying the thoughts that that Tony gave to this this journalist when she wrote the article. So the day after the attack, um, I think like four of the guys hung out with. Well, they meant to meet up, but then they ran into their friend um, named Kelly, whose name was changed to protect his identity. But I'm still going to call him Kelly for the sake of like following the story. And even though none of them talked about it, Kelly could like tell that something was up and. He had a suspicion that they were the ones who killed Declan because he knew that they had been involved in the other beatings as well. Like they had been involved in this plan. And so he was like, um, I think you guys fucking did something here. And I'm guessing I couldn't find it anywhere, but I'm guessing that Kelly is the one that kind of alerted the police because he had like a really strong suspicion. And I'm pretty sure that he was definitely not okay with it. Also, like, I don't know uh, what happened yet. At the end of this case, but I'm assuming it's likely, especially because he changed his name. Yeah. Tony said that the night the police came to his house, he was actually relieved because he hadn't been able to talk to anyone 
since it happened. Like he just wanted to get it off his chest, which again, no sympathy, but that's what he said, but he hadn't been able to. And so he was relieved that the police had come and like, it was essentially over with. Um, And the police also took in his two younger brothers, but they had nothing to do with it. They just took all the guys in the family, I guess. Um, And once he got to the station, he told them that he had been in the park that night and basically gave them the whole story. Also, he had a girlfriend who had he had only been with for like a few months and her family posted the five thousand pound bail for him. Um, well, that's weird. Um, (laughs) right. Like, I'm just saying I. Yeah. And they were all they were all basically just expecting to get seven years in prison. But Isabella is going to talk about the trial and the outcomes. So the trial. The 14-year-old was the first to be tried, followed by the rest. In their trials, they talked about their quote-unquote queer bashing habit, which was a habit. phrase that... Yeah. Habit. habit. Oh, I just have this this bad habit. Shut up. Fucking assholes. That was a phrase that needed to be explained to the judge. He didn't get it. You're a judge. Can't you infer through context? Yeah. That's... Oh, my God. I wouldn't want that to be my judge. Well, I mean... These these boys are probably happy that... I guess it worked out for them, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, two of the defendants even stated, quote, We were part of the team to get rid of queers from Fairview Park. A few of us had been queer bashing for about six weeks before and battered about 20 steamers. We used to grab them. If they hit back, we gave it to them. Unquote. That infuriates me. It, like, infuriates me so much that, like, I just want to cry. Yeah. Yeah. Armstrong and uh, I also, I just want to let you know, I have no idea if I'm saying Mayor right. It's probably Mar, but <laughs> I, I think just, it's Mar. Because oh, well. it's, it's Ireland. They, it. they go R a lot. Armstrong and Mar admitted to the court that they had been part of the group who killed Declan, and they truly had no shame about it. They almost seemed proud of what they'd done. But somehow, amazingly, despite the unbelievable amount of evidence stacked against them, the fact that they admitted admitted to it. it. Yeah. They said that they were guilty. All five boys walked free. Justice Sean Gannon convicted them of manslaughter and gave them suspended sentences with zero jail time. And here is what Justice Gannon had to say about his ruling. Quote, One thing that has come to my mind is that there is no element of correction that is required. All of you come from good homes and experienced care and affection. Unfortunately, it has transpired from the evidence that this was not an isolated incident, but hopefully it will be the last. Everybody is entitled to have feelings and opinions, but it should never reach the stage of expressing violence to others. While I must demonstrate the abhorrence of the community by imposing sentences, I don't think it necessary to be served immediately by detention. Unquote. Fuck. He died in 2011. Oh, God. Fuck. It just. What the hell? Mm. It doesn't matter where you come from, what your home is. And it's, Can we it also, stop saying, oh, but they come from a good family? Oh, we don't that want to ruin their lives. to do with their actions. Oh, literally. And also, everyone is, is entitled to have feelings and opinions. No, you can't have feelings and opinions about other people's sexuality. It doesn't work like that. No, it's theirs. Yeah. Why do it's you get none to have of your business? It? it is none of your business. It does not affect your life. Like, do mm, that's 
oh, this guy's rich for saying shit Your feelings like that. and opinions are valid until they are a form of hatred towards a group of people that can't help who they are or where they come from. Literally. Exactly. I'm, I'm so mad because, like, those type of phrases are said, like, to this day. Like, I know, just literally. spit that out. And no, I'm like, like shut They're up. like, well, why don't you respect my beliefs? And I'm like, because sexuality isn't a belief. Or, like, gender I, is a belief. I saw this I don't tweet. Give a it was I amazing. Believe. I still think about it every day because um, it, it always makes me laugh. Um, and it said, the fact that I'm still attracted to men is proof that sexuality is not a choice. <laughs> literally. And why? I mean, no offense to my amazing, incredible, beautiful boyfriend. But... <laughs> If I had a choice, <laughs> I would still love him as a person. But males in general, I would probably not be attracted to. This judge gave me very strong Brock Turner judge That's vibes. what I'm That's oh exactly what I was thinking about. Because I think it was Brock Turner's maybe dad that said, like, oh, his life shouldn't be affected by like a five minute bad decision. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's not what he said. It was, uh, it wasn't a five minute bad decision. It was, he said, what he said was even worse. It was 20 minutes of action. Fuck yeah. you. God right. That's it. so much worse. Yeah. It was his dad that said that he's like, his, his whole life shouldn't be determined down. by 20 minutes of action. And it's like, actually it should. He raped, he raped a woman behind a dumpster. Yeah. 20 minutes of action for him. That's a lifetime of trauma for that poor girl. And for exactly. Declan, literally. Yeah, and for Declan, who didn't even make life. it out. Like, they, they should have, oh, I'm enraged. I know yeah. that, that really just, I read that earlier and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to say that without just screaming. I don't know how I got through it. So, actually, our fave, David Norris, he said that the verdict could be interpreted as, quote, a license to kill. Declan's exactly. father said, I had expected that justice would be done and be seen to be done. And it wasn't. And uh, Declan's father, it, it hurts me because he denied that his son was gay even after the trial. He would not believe it. Mm -hmm. And I feel for him, but I'm also frustrated by him. Like, he clearly yeah. loved his son, but if his son had come out to him, he wouldn't have accepted him. And it, yeah. It's just a lot. Um, so, people were pissed over Sean Rightfully Gannon. Rightfully so. <laughs> and Parliament even looked into dismissing him as a judge, but he wasn't. Um, he died in 2011, so, like, that's good. Rotten hell, honestly. <laughs> right. I don't like to celebrate people's deaths, but... You lost your right to respect, honestly, with that verdict, seriously. So 30 days after the verdict was announced and Armstrong and Mara were, along with the others, but Armstrong yeah. and Mara are only important right now. After they were convicted of manslaughter, they were discharged from the Irish Air Corps of the Defense Forces, uh, where they were both airmen. As far as I'm aware, none of the boys ever went to jail, except for Armstrong, who in 1987 was sentenced to 10 years for raping a woman who was seven months pregnant. Also, he gave her kids candy to keep them quiet. Also, that wouldn't have happened if they had gone to prison. Exactly. Exactly. Because they would have served at least, hopefully, seven years. Whoever the judge was in that case did a good job. Like, 10 years for rape? That's appropriate. Yeah. It should be um, more, but it could have been avoided. It could have been avoided if if 
Ganon wasn't like, oh, well, they're good kids with he a caring and nurturing home. Mm-hmm. I, I, true, I wish all of them nothing but the West, especially exactly. Armstrong. Yeah. They, and Ganon. They should have just. And Ganon, but he's already dead. Been there <laughs> for almost life, honestly. One of the things that I find even more disgusting is that when the verdict had been read for these boys, there was this woman who said that there could, there was cheering that could be heard from the area where the boys lived. Like cheering for the boys that did not get prison time for murdering a man. I hate everything. I know. And it definitely gives you a look into what a group of people thought about the gay community at that time. Like the, the boys literally admitted to it and their peers were happy. They cheered after these boys admitted to murdering this man. I would only, I would only cheer if someone murdered like a bad person like Ted Bundy or Jeffrey Dahmer, like any person who has killed another person. I mean, I don't believe in the death penalty, but if they died, I like, I wouldn't be sad. Exactly. But if someone, someone died because of a senseless beating and murder, obviously I'm going to be sad. Mm -hmm. But the good thing that came out of this is that Declan's death and the fact that the boys literally just got away with it, um, ignited a huge spark in the Irish gay rights movement. Just days after the trial, 400 people marched from Liberty Hall in Dublin to Fair, Fairview Park to protest street violence against gay people um, with speakers from the Dublin Lesbian and Gay Men's Collective and the Dublin Rape Crisis Center. Additionally, LGBTQ plus people all over the country saw him as a role model and this attack essentially created a platform and pathway for the LGBTQ rights people. Yeah, it was not uh, rights people, rights and people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ireland had their very first pride parade the year after this happened. Mm -hmm. And this event, uh, like I mentioned earlier, really made the LGBTQ community in Ireland realize that they needed to organize um, and introduce more people to their community, not to necessarily get them to join the community, but just to get the word out that being gay isn't a sin no. and it clearly worked because again they're the first country in the world to legalize same-sex marriage through popular and they vote. Le- like they legalized it 10 years after the trial finished the trial finished in 1983 and they legalized it in 1993 no that's when they decriminalized homosexuality gay oh, marriage when did they legalized it 2015 oh okay well when it was decriminalized at least that's something yeah but it's just so amazing that in less than a generation the attitude towards the lgbtq community has just done a complete 180 and there's overwhelming support like i think it's like 78 percent of irish people support the lgbtq community and uh same-sex adoption which is amazing and the good news about that sorry you can also uh Right, like for transgender people, they have laws where you can uh, write your whatever gender you prefer to be uh, referred to as on any government document, which is great. Yeah, that's amazing. I it was really, say, it really leaps and bounds ahead of the U.S. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say is typically um, as generations continue, 
that percentage, that 78 percentage is going to increase mm-hmm. because people are going to procreate and teach teach loving and real nurturing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Gen Z already. Yeah. Is- yeah overwhelmingly accepting uh, I mean, most of gen z is lgbtq let's be real <laughs> let's be real <laughs> everyone's at least a little gay yeah and those who are spectrum typically spectrum yeah i agree 100 okay to it's okay to like, be gay yeah like whoever <laughs> you like it's okay to be a little gay. Everyone's a little gay. Like if you're not hurting anybody one. or trying to take any anyone's rights away, do what you want. It's no one's business. Exactly. Do what you, you... want to be who you are. I'm an inspiration, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying we'll be inspiring with. <laughs> I'm t- I'm terrible with words, so I just let other people express for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not an inspiration. But anyways, that was a that was a happy ending to our really really sad case again terrible with words but <laughs> a happy ending um or but if at you least want an see... inspiring ending yeah, yeah yeah inspiring not because of bella but because of the <laughs> changes that ireland made <laughs> if i don't get any see... credit for anything ever that's fine i don't need yes, it you do. i don't want it you get lots of credit if you want to see photos of declan and photos of pride marches in ireland because i have just decided that i'm going to include those photos because it's awesome um maybe i can find some from the first pride march um you can check us out on instagram and on facebook our instagram is at true crime intl and our instagram you can find us by searching true crime international in the search bar that's our we facebook have a group. but not our instagram <laughs> you said instagram twice Oh, I did. Yeah. <gasps> Guys, we have a new patron. Oh. Who is it? Hold on. <laughs> I just thought I'd check. I didn't think anyone would actually be there. Well, they're getting a shout out right now. Yeah. Oh, it's Laura. <laughs> mom! Laura! Thanks, mom! <laughs> Laura! Mom! That's my mom. We love you, Laura. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. Here's your shout out. I literally Wait. just found out. <laughs> I love. You're because... getting our genuine and true reactions. I, I know for a fact she was just on the phone with my sister, which means that my sister walked her through the steps. <laughs> that's so cute. Yeah, that's She's true so because it said, it said she just did it. It's from it's from today's date. I love her. I love that. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> well, if you would like that reaction from us as well, if you join our Patreon, you can find the link to it in our Instagram bio, or you can just search True Crime International on Patreon. We have one level where you get lots of extra content every month. It is only $5. Well, mm-hmm. it is $5. I don't want to say only. Um, so if you have an extra $5 to spend every month and you would like to support us and help us continue to make fun episodes and content for you, we would love to see you over there. Mm-hmm. Also, the reaction, if you are not someone we know, is going to be even bigger, honestly. Oh, yeah. yeah. And also... Although I'm really a huge fan of my mom, so... <laughs> she, she's probably gonna get one of the bigger reactions from me <laughs> but also we have a giveaway going on on our instagram where um you can win one month free of our patreon so if you don't have five dollars to spend and you want if you don't have five dollars to spend and you want 
like two months worth of extra content for free, then enter our giveaway. Giveaway. All you have to do is follow us on Instagram, tag a friend in the comments who also follows us, and share our post on your story. And we're going to pick 10 people to win a free month, which is pretty cool because we're putting out a lot of content on there and we want you to be able to listen to it because we enjoy it. So we want you to enjoy it. You will get full access to the Patreon for free for an entire month, but there will be like two months worth of content on there for you to listen to for free. So that's a pretty good deal. Also, just extra incentive to enter the giveaway. We don't have very many followers on Instagram. We don't get very many likes on our posts. So the chances of you winning and we're picking 10 people is ridiculously high. high. Yep, (laughs) pretty high. And with that, Isabella, do you want to send us off? We hope you enjoyed your stay here at True Crime International. Bye. 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 Sexual.